This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode three of season two, and we are going to be talking about chat and catch. Now, if you've been around Parenting for Faith a little while, whether you've been listening to the podcast or going on the website, uh, maybe you've done some of the courses, then you'll know what we're talking about. Um, But if you haven't, don't worry, all will be revealed and explained. Um, It's just a different way of talking to children and teenagers about prayer about talking to God, about anything and everything, and listening to him, but not necessarily just with our ears. So as I say, we'll go into that a little bit more. As usual, we'd love to encourage you to send to a friend. Please send this to a friend if you find it helpful. Um, There'll be a link in the show notes that you can do that. Or rate, review and subscribe because that helps other people find out about us as well. Uh, We would love to invite you to our bedtime chat Facebook live event for parents and carers. Now, these happen on the 10th Tuesday of every month. So if it would be a teenager, if it's somewhere between 13 and 19, uh, then we'll be doing a Facebook Live. And we're really excited that this month we've got Ollie Goldenberg from Children Can coming to share his wisdom. So that'll be age specific. Uh, Come to the session that's appropriate for your children's age. There's no charge. Again, share with other people. We'd love to have you there. So as I say, today we're talking about chat and catch. Rachel Turner is going to kick us off by looking at the biblical theology of prayer. She's going to dive into the Bible and say, look, where do we get this stuff from? Uh, We didn't just make it up. What do we see in scripture about the way that we communicate with God? Then I'm going to share a little bit more about uh, what chat and catch looks like in practice, a few ideas of some things to try um, and some common questions that we get asked So if this is something that's totally new to you or something you've had a go at and got a bit stuck and not done for a while, hopefully that will give you some ideas. And then finally, Becky Sedgwick, also from the Parenting for Faith team, is going to share a little bit about creative prayer. Now, whether you love it or hate it, um, it's really going to be worth listening to that just to, yeah, think about some different ways that you might use it. Um, It won't be anything you've heard before. And as usual, we'll end with a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. So over to Rachel. Um, it's theology day. Put on your theology hats. I was about to say theology pants, but <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a thing. But neither is a theology hat. So never mind. Uh, chat. Uh, when we talk about chat, uh, chat is a way of facilitating your kids to authentically and genuinely share their heart with God through prayer in a way that works for them. It puts kids and God together uh, without making parents the motivator or monitor of their children's prayer life. Uh, Chat is simply encouraging your kids that there is no one right way to connect with God. You can talk about big things or small things for a long time or short, and there's no wrong way to share your heart with God. Uh, And I, as a parent, don't need to hear what you say to God because it's between you two. So if if chat is new to you, uh, feel free to look online at the Parenting for Faith or website to find out more about it through the cubes. I just almost knocked over my drink. Uh, through the key tools page or the free course, uh, it'll show you how to help kids chat to God in a way that releases them and helps them form a long-lasting connection with God. 
But I uh, wanted to take just a minute to look what the Bible says about prayer. So you can feel, um, I guess, theologically a bit deeper when it comes to chatting to God for yourself and helping your kids to do it too. Many times when we talk about prayer, our first stop in the sort of biblical tour is uh, when Jesus uh, was answering a question to his disciples about prayer. And they said, how should we pray? And he did the Lord's prayer that we we quote so often, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, all of that. Um, and that's what we get. But this isn't the only time we learn about prayer in scripture. And our approach to chatting is found within all of scripture as well. Uh, and I just want to give you a little brief moment and insight into some of these places that we can pull this sort of conversational, wholehearted, no formula prayer. Um, in Exodus thirty three eleven, the author uh, who's writing describes God's relationship with Moses as face to face, as a man speaks to his friend, the Bible says. And this is how Moses spoke to God and significantly how God spoke to Moses face to face as a friend. In Parenting for Faith, we call this kind of back and forth with God chatting and catching, and there's more on helping our children to perceive God's communications with them in the books and the course. But I just want us to pause here for a moment to chew on this verse. God would meet regularly with Moses, and their communication with each other was likened to a friendship. Enabling our children to have that closeness with God is incredibly significant. Having a friendship with God that doesn't... Having a friendship with God doesn't diminish God. Um, so sometimes we um, can get nervous that, well, if we just tell kids that they can tell jokes to God, doesn't that mean it's disrespectful to God? Or doesn't it mean that we're not sort of uh, fearing the Lord or being in awe of him? But when I look at this, Moses was never in danger of thinking that God wasn't holy or powerful or majestic or wonderful. Having a friendship with God doesn't diminish God in our eyes or make our children respect or honor him less. Moses had this face-to-face with God and was in deep awe and fear and respect of him, but also had this intimate face-to-face, heart-to-heart connection. Moses was very aware of God and and also had this special tent where they connected face to face and talked as a friend. I think it's awesome. What a gift for our kids to know that the God who is so awesome and powerful and mighty and wonderful also cares about how they feel about those small things in life and wants to have a friendship with them in that way. I think that's a beautiful thing to give to our kids. The Psalms are full of people chatting to God, an open, messy expression of heart. From uh, chapter 6, verse 3, heal me, O Lord, for my body is in terror, to wanting God to smush enemies. (laughs) The Psalms are a sometimes beautiful, sometimes really awkward cacophony of people wholeheartedly expressing their pain and joy and hope and despair to God. They are chatting, a no-holds-barred, open communication with God. Our kids need that. Our teens need that. I need that. To be able to, uncensored with no performance, be able to tell God everything. From the plot of their favorite television program, to the deep fears of returning to school in a pandemic, God isn't saying to his children, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you didn't use the right prayer formula. Uh, God isn't saying, whoa, hold on, you forgot to say sorry for something before you started talking. God wants to hear it all. 
if prayer is talking to God, then we also can move into the Gospels to learn about this. All of the Gospels then teach us about prayer. Because every time someone talks to Jesus, they were technically praying in some way. From the disciples discussing who would be greater in the kingdom, to them laughing and chatting on the road, to their deep questioning and confusion, to being seen and known and loved by Jesus, even in their false and sinful states. It was all life with God in the form of Jesus in the ordinary, woven into life. They talked to him when walking and eating about huge theological questions and personal fears and about nothing important at all. Our children and teens need this kind of all-day, everyday access to God woven into the boring bits of life. If they feel confident to share half a thought with God, a cry of the heart with no words, or just peacefully watching television with him as well as long involved conversations, they'll have the gift that the disciples had. Jesus did say to his disciples at this point, and when he was beginning to talk about the Lord's Prayer, when they said, you know, teach us about prayer, Jesus did say, you know, when you pray, don't babble like the pagans. And and some people can think that means, well, we shouldn't use a lot of words. We shouldn't waste our words. We shouldn't take up God's time because he doesn't want us to babble like the pagans. But the reason Jesus said that, as we see later in that same verse, was because the people who babbled like the pagans was those people thought they could charm God with their fancy words or with the sacrifice of their effort in using all those words or to even look impressive to those around them. Jesus was saying that prayer isn't about manipulating God or about looking holy to anyone else, including, uh, including to parents. Getting our kids to pray isn't about them praying out loud so that we can hear them praying, our kids can sometimes feel like they're performing for us when we when we make that a significant part of their prayer life. Um, but if we give them the gift of their own personal connection with God without us listening, then when we do pray together in a corporate environment where they pray out loud, it's, it's an expression of what's already inside of them rather than their first step in praying. Uh, his example was saying that prayer is simple. His example was the Lord's Prayer, a simple expression to God as a loving, involved father with no pressure to say the right things or look fancy to God or to people, a simple connection to God in love to express our heart, be vulnerable with God and ask what we need, you know, chatting about the real life stuff. Rachel shared really helpfully there about where we see prayer in the Bible and what we're taught about it. And it's so important for children to grow in their own faith. They need to find their own pattern of being with God. And prayer is right at the heart of that. If they don't know how to be with God when they're on their own and when their things are great and when they're hard, um, then it's really tricky for them to develop their own relationship with him. Uh, so as we've said, chatting is just encouraging children to use informal language or not language if they're, if they're younger or if that works better for them. It might be drawing or making something or whatever, um, it, just in order to communicate with God. And then uh, Rachel used this terminology catching rather than listening to God, because listening kind of implies using your ears and um, Children can often find that confusing, well, adults can find it confusing, actually, if they think they're listening out for an audible voice. And we see in the Bible that God can speak like that. That is a way he speaks to people. Um, but for a lot of us, that's not the way that he most commonly communicates with us. 
So what we're saying is however he chooses to speak, um, we want them to be ready, just as if you're ready to catch a ball, ready to receive any communication uh, that he has with them, whether that's a, a feeling, a thought, a word, an idea, a Bible verse, uh, something he plants in their mind or body. We just want them to really be able to recognise that. This is going to be a super, super brief overview. Um, but if you go to parentingforfaith.org, there's an entire session of the Parenting for Faith course on chat and an entire one on catch. We've got one specific for babies and toddlers, uh, the key tool of chat and catch as well. That's another link that will pop up um, just gives you, you know, a really brief summary of that. But how do you get started with this? If it's not something you've ever tried before, but you think, yeah, OK, um, I like the idea of that. Where could you begin? Well, firstly, um, you do it, basically. Um, model chat and catch in big things and little things. So you can let them see and hear you chatting to God about everyday stuff. So you might need to make that a little bit more obvious to them. So if you always talk to God in your head or write down your prayers, you might need to learn to sometimes say that out loud. You're not saying it to them necessarily, but just within their hearing. Or maybe if you feel comfortable and it's not, not too private and personal, writing those down, but then leaving it out so that your kids can see them. Um, you know, you might get a text saying that a friend's ill. And rather than just doing it in your head, just say out loud, hey, I've just seen my friends ill. God, please come and make them better. It doesn't need to be a big deal. You don't need to overthink the wording. Um, something else that you can do is explore with your child the different ways that people hear God's voice. You know, as we've said, it's, it's often not an audible, booming voice in their ear. It might be a thought. It might be a feeling, a mental picture, a wise word from someone else or a Bible verse. Again, the Parenting for Faith course will really help you to do that if that's something that's new to you. Um, and if it's something you feel really comfortable and familiar with, you can share from your own experience or the experiences of other people who are around you. Um, so just the same as with chatting, do the same. If you catch from God, if you uh, hear from him, if uh, sometimes a passage from the Bible share, um, stands out to you, or sometimes you see a picture in your mind or you're reminded of something that a wise friend has said to you, um, just tell your children about that. Again, doesn't need to be a big song and dance. Don't overthink the wording, but just tell them what happened. Um, if you can, in the moment or in the same day, but you can also use examples of this happened a few weeks ago or a few months ago or a few years ago, maybe. And just experiment, have fun with it. Ask God a question. A totally random one is fine. And just see if you catch an answer. If you can't think of questions, um, go to our website and uh, put in 101. And we've got 101 ideas of ways to start a conversation with God. That's got loads of chat and catch questions. Um, and I'm sure that'll get you started. Print them out if you've got a printer or write a couple out and um, stick them in the loo or by your child's bed or in the car somewhere where you can just take some inspiration from them. So that's a few ideas to get started. Um, but there are some questions that we get asked quite a lot about this. So I just thought I'd run through some of the really common ones. So what do you do if you don't chat to God or pray out loud ever? So we've just talked about modelling it and showing your child a little bit of what you do. Um, but what if you don't ever chat to God out loud or you don't write anything down? And I think we just say to give it a go, even if it feels awkward or incomplete, just imagine you're talking to a friend. You can practice without your kids being there at first, if that helps, if you, um, you find that easier. But um, yeah, it really doesn't need to be a big deal. It doesn't need to be uncomfortable or awkward. Just try literally saying what you would say or think in your head, but out loud um, and see if your children notice. 
Something else we get asked a lot, what if my child is young or non-verbal? Um, as I say, we've got a section specifically for babies and toddlers on our website. But obviously not all communication is verbal and there are so many ways that you can communicate without using words. So you could do things like um, sing or play worship songs to your child. You could pray using sign language or drawing. You don't necessarily need to see evidence of them communicating with God. This isn't for you. It isn't about you. Um, just be assured that God loves them and he knows them and he wants to communicate to them. Young children often find it hard to pray in their heads, so you can tell them it's fine to whisper into their hands or pray into a cushion or just say things out loud, but just uh, reiterate to them that they're communicating with God, not just you. Uh, something else we get asked, if what, if what if my child isn't catching? It's really common for children to think that they can't catch from God and often it's because they're expecting an actual booming voice like we've just talked about before. Um, so it can really help to chat about all those different ways, gives lots of examples from the Bible or your own life or other people you know about God using our gut feelings or a wave of emotion or a mental picture. Um, again, loads of help on the website about that. Uh, what if they aren't interested in chatting? They might just need to understand a bit more of what that is. Um, they might have a wrong view of God and be getting a bit confused. Uh, so we've got some sessions on that as well. But just don't put lots of pressure on it. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Maybe try some different times of the day, say perhaps in the car or at the park or during breakfast. Um, I know lots of people do prayer time at bedtime, which is a lovely way to end the night. But if everyone's tired and kind of had enough of each other, then that doesn't always work brilliantly. So mix it up, try some different times, try some different types of questions. Um, and you just don't need to be pressured with it or force it. Let them naturally lead you. And if you need to give it for a break for a little while and try something else, that's fine. Um, and yeah, what if you don't know if your child has caught from God or not? Well, there are some simple questions to ask. Um, if you type discernment on our website, you'll get lots more information on this. But some basic things that you would ask yourself, you know, does this fit with the sort of God that we know about in the Bible? Does this sound like the sort of thing God would say? If it's something that uh, I like this little acronym, A, B, C, D, things that God say always, A, build up, cheer on or draw near. When God speaks to us, it's to encourage us or help us or draw us to him. Um, it's not things that are make us feel bad or sad um, or confused. So if your child's hearing those, you might just want to um, come alongside them and explore that a little bit more. So as I say, we're going to hear from Becky now, who's going to explore a little bit more about creative prayer and what that means. It's Becky here from the Parenting for Faith team and today I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about prayer. Now a few years ago I had a job which meant that I had to drive um, pretty much an hour each way every day I went to work and it, it was interesting because it turned out that I fell into the habit of praying as I, was, as I was driving and I used to find those times in the car the best prayer times ever I used to chat to God about uh, who I was going to see at work. I used to chew things over with him. I used to get his guidance from how to deal with a sticky situation. I just used to praise him. And it was just a lovely, lovely time. And after a while, I worked out the reason my prayer life was felt so vibrant was because it was like if my brain was occupied with the mundane task of driving that I could do almost on autopilot, it kind of freed up the other half of it 
to chat and catch with God, just to chat and mull things over, catch his voice. It was great. And then, sadly, I got a different job, which meant I had to walk, walk to work, and I lost that wonderful prayer time. And I did try to replicate it. I set aside time at home. So I'd say, I'm going to sit in this armchair and chat to God, or um, every night before I go to sleep, I will chat to God but somehow I found it really hard and I got distracted and I worked out in the end that I'm one of these people who needs to have half their brain occupied with something else um, to help them pray well and I, I think you know prayer can be hard some people have an ability I've got friends who just can talk to God and listen and catch his voice just sitting still but I'm not one of those people and a lot of our kids aren't like that either I think and uh, I used to be a children's families worker and I was a bit of an expert on creative prayer, just saying. I think I could have written a book, A Thousand and One Ways to Pray Using Everything in the Cupboard. So we could make paper hearts or we'd make paper planes and fly them or use pipe cleaners or use our bodies. So many different ways to help children pray. But what I discovered was, through trial and error, was that sometimes I got it slightly wrong and so... For the children, it was more about the activity of sticking a plaster on a picture of a sick person or doodling something pretty and colouring it in than it was about the prayer. So today, I just want to say, if you've got a kid who um, it maybe doesn't like sitting still and chatting and catching, or you yourself don't, there's three things to bear in mind to help them use creative prayer really well so that they can connect with God. The first thing is to introduce children to the idea of chatting and catching as the way God wants to connect with us. That prayer isn't just this list of words that we say to the ceiling, that actually it's a conversation with a living God who loves hearing us and, and has promised to enter into these conversations with us. So it's this two way conversation and it will be as weird and wonderful as our conversations with other people. So sometimes when I'm with my friend, I have a straight chat. Sometimes I just wave and that's part of the conversation. Sometimes I give her a hug. You know, we chat in different ways. We use our bodies to help express what we say. We might draw somebody a picture to, to show them how we feel about them. And all those things are forms of communication we can use in chat and catch with God. So sessions four and five of our free Parenting for Faith course, you can see it on the website, download it or view it there. Um, if you're not familiar with Chat and Catch, explain what Chat and Catch is and um, talk about how to introduce a child or a teen to Chat and Catch. And part of that is encouraging them to use however they like to communicate, whether it's dancing or singing or drawing or sitting in a dark room. Whatever helps them to chat and catch with God, that's fine. So the first thing is introduce your child to the idea of Chat and Catch. The second thing is to help them understand how you pray. So you might want to create windows into what helps you pray. You might say, for example, when I go out walking, I go out walking and then as I pass each house where I know somebody, I chat to God about that person and see what, what I catch back from him. Or you might want to explain the things you do that just help you pray. So you might say, well, every time God highlights a verse to me from the Bible that I think is significant, that he's speaking to me about, I write it out and I stick it up around my mirror. And that reminds me what every time I see it, I have a chat with God and say, what are you saying to me about this verse, God, and see whether I can catch 
back. So first thing, introduce your child to the idea of being connected to God through chat and catch. And secondly, to help your kids see how you pray and how you connect with God using different activities. And the third thing is that, you know, when you find an activity which is helping your kid pray or you want to introduce them to something like a gratitude jar or maybe using pipe cleaners or painting or using their body to pray, build in time for them to chat and catch with God around the activity. So, for example, if the idea is that we've got paper hearts, it's Valentine's Day, it's paper hearts, and we are going to write on a heart the name of somebody God wants us to pray for. Before you do that, just say, we're just going to chat and catch with God for like 30 seconds to see which name he'd like us to write on the heart. And then when they've written the name, you could also add, now let's, let's just chat and catch with God and see if he's got anything in particular that he would like us to do for that person. So it's simple, really. Introduce them to the idea of chat and catch. Frame and explain how you pray with God, the, the different activities and creative things you do that help you connect with him. And thirdly, to build in time for chat and catch and connection as you do those activities. I hope that's helpful and have fun as you explore all the different ways we have to chat and catch with God. for this week your question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation is this what's something you've always wanted to ask god but never have hope you have a fantastic conversation if you want to know more about anything you've heard in this episode head to our website parentingforfaith.org and if you specifically want to know about chat and catch parentingforfaith.org forward slash chat hyphen and hyphen catch or just search chat and catch have a great week and we'll see you next week bye Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.